listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Joining me now for a view from Japan is John Ben, Vice Chair of Research at the Asian Development Bank Institute. Good morning, John. Good morning, Stephen. How are you? I'm very well. So do you have a window where you are? A window? Yeah, I'm curious what the view is. Oh, OK. <laughs> uh, yes, I do have a, a window and the, the view is very sunny today in Tokyo. OK, well, thank you for that. No, obviously, we've got some yeah. business questions. <laughs> Yeah. That's yeah. not just what the view from Japan. So let me start with the question that's on everyone's lips, John. What can we expect from the Bank of Japan on Friday? Yes, well, all eyes are on the Bank of Japan this week, of course, uh, who will meet on Friday. Um, now, you know, what will actually happen is largely uh, not much. I think that uh, inflation indicators and developments in nominal wages as well points to no change in monetary policy at this at this juncture however i mean we will see what happens in the course of the discussion okay let's move on to the yen then which of course is might be impacted by the news from the bank of japan on friday but what factors at the moment are driving the volatility of the yen and how low do you think it can go yeah well i mean over the last many months uh, the yen has been depreciating uh, and the reason for that is the same reason that has been uh, for for a long time now, which is the yield differential between Bank of Japan and the U.S. Yeah. Um, and this is continuing to be quite wide. And what we see at the moment on top of that is a, a return of commodity price uh, rises. So in particular, oil prices. Mm. And this is one of the factors which is affecting the volatility in the end. How far it will depreciate is it's a very difficult question. Um, but we're currently at the level of 147. And, of course, you know, depending on what the Bank of Japan would do with monetary policy, this will obviously impact on the yen. Um, another important factor will be what the U.S. does. So, you know, the U.S. is coming to the end of its monetary policy tightening cycle. And, you know, that should really uh, narrow this spread between Bank of Japan and the U.S. And, and this would, be, of course, be, you know, helpful towards the strength of the yen. Okay, I think I guess yesterday one said 150, which of course it isn't far away, and the other one said 1.55. So let's see where it goes. Okay. As you say, so well, many moving pieces yeah. there. So let, let's move on to Japan as a semiconductor material manufacturer. I didn't realise that it holds a combined 50% share of the global market, but it consists of relatively small companies that might be ripe for foreign acquisition. Do you think they could be? Well, it's a very good point. I think that the small size is, is uh, somewhat vulnerable and it could point towards uh, a need for consolidation in, in the industry in Japan. And this would, of course, help it to not only, uh, you know, ward off these types of potential takeovers, but also improve the overall competitiveness at, at, a, at a macro level. Um, so I think it's an important issue that needs to be, to be looked at, uh, particularly at this juncture, you know, where, you know, the, you know, the outlook for the economy is still quite risky. So it would be important to really, um, you know, hammer down on, on the resilience of the development of that sector. And it could point towards some uh, consolidation, yes. Yeah. I, well, I, I'm surprised they're not getting together and uh, merging because that could, you know, have benefits, I guess. 
Anyway, let's let's move on to TSMC, which is a very large firm. What is the potential for expansion in Japan of TSMC? Yeah, well, recent reports have suggested an expansion to Japan, and I think um, Japan is, uh, you know, a, a good location for 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 this type of expansion, given its expertise. And I think um, the shift to Japan would also be beneficial from the perspective of further diversifying the supply chain in semiconductors, which is an important issue, um, for, for example, in what we've uh, seen in recent years. Um, diversification in global supply chains is crucial, and it helps to you know, uh, reduce vulnerability to particular types of shocks in particular types of sectors. But diversification is very important. You know, uh, expansion to Japan would be uh, important in that regard. Okay, yeah, spreading the risk. Um, it was announced yesterday that one in 10 of the Japanese population are now over 80. How bad of an impact do you think Japan's ageing population has on the economy? And Japan's supposed to be probably the worst situation for an ageing population? Yeah, this is an ongoing problem, of course. Uh, it's, it's not a new story, but of course it keeps getting worse as people continue to get older and uh, the, the labour force uh, continues to deteriorate in this way. I think that it's problematic uh, from the perspective of economic growth because, of course, uh, there's less propensity con- to consume as a result of that. It also weakens the effect of monetary policy, for example, and it also puts additional pressure on uh, fiscal policy and uh, on, on public debt as a result of that. So I think that, um, you know, it's, this is an ongoing problem, as I said, for many years, and John, we're, we're losing you. There's interference on the phone. 